0: Hey, beautiful and welcome to Finally F and Happy, a podcast and community for kick ass can do women living with chronic illness. I am happiness coach and self care strategist Shannon Klink, and I will share with you some of my personal journey to joy with chronic illness while hosting some amazing guest speakers sharing tons of happiness hacks and self care strategies so you too can live in joy and happiness despite whatever chronic illness you may be living with day to day. I am absolutely thrilled that you are here for today's episode. Today's episode just fills my soul. I can't wait to share with you Maria McKeon. She is a health and wellness coach, a yoga and Pilates instructor, This is part sisterhood story, part toolbox talk. She shares about her own personal journey through eating disorders to health and wellness. And that fitness is as important for our mental health as it is for our physical health. In addition to the fact that she is this bright, beautiful, peaceful soul. And so with no further ado, I bring you Maria McKeon. Why don't we start with, why don't we start with today? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: tell me about what you're doing today.
1: Well, I started out with um, coffee in the morning with my husband and um, <laughs> my really children. Today. Yes, I am in today. <laughs> and and I taught my, um, my, I have a nine o'clock yoga class. I've been, since the pandemic, I put myself online on Facebook Live, um, you know, back in March of, uh, 2019, I guess that was, or no, it's 2020, right? And, um, I put myself on Facebook live to continue my practice and to share with my, um, community that I already had at various gyms, different locations, one-on-one personal training. And, um, and then in January of this year, 2021, I said, you know what, Um, those people, I need to see if I could bring them into my community. So I have um, three days a week through Zoom and it is Maria McKeon Wellness or mariamckeon.com on my website. And I'm also at the same time was asked to um, work for a local gym that I've worked with for 25 years and I'm teaching yoga and Pilates for them online because they have a online platform and they just brought back, um, instructors, um, a couple, two months ago. And now I'll go back actually tomorrow because the rule of masks has, um,
0: been, um, changed.
1: So it was very difficult to teach with a mask on for me, for me with breathing. And, um, so, I um, said I'll, I'll do virtual for you guys until we get up back into our um, routines. So I'm excited to start back tomorrow and see all my friends that you know that have followed me and stayed on Facebook Live. Um, it's called Jersey Strong Live, and anyone can go to it. And they've been a very a huge blessing for me um, because uh, when I had started having children, um, I had no family that was local, and I needed an outlet. And so I was at that time still working in the fitness industry. And then boom, um, they had a nursery and I said, Oh my gosh, thank you. And, um, and they were the first person that bought me my, they gave me a, a, running stroller. So I'm forever. That's a theme for myself is loyalty. So I'm very loyal to my, I'm just a loyal person. And, um, so that that's, um, I'm still in fitness and still in wellness and four kids later. and different type of careers. And uh, it's, that has been the key to me being effing happy. Is the
0: health and wellness and fitness. Absolutely. I want to just take one step back and say, so tell my listeners, when you talk about your practice, you mentioned Mm -hmm. both yoga and Pilates. So Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your journey into Yoga and Pilates, or I guess your journey into, through, and now you're an instructor. And yes, so tell us a little yes. bit about that journey.
1: Sure. Um, well, you know, it really started, um, you know, years and years ago. Um, to backtrack into, you know, having the eating disorder at the age ten. Really, I started. Mm-hmm. Um, It didn't really go into any kind of, um, you know, binging and purging until I was um, in college. So um, at that point before I'm in therapy, um, I started running um, and I um, started to recognize that, hey, it's an inside job. And so I needed to use some tools that I didn't have. And that was um, therapy groups. Um, that was going to um, Al-Anon and, um, you know, children of alcoholics. Um, uh, My dad um, is, um, both my parents pretty much are alcoholics. My mom passed away from uh, lung cancer, but they were pretty much in that um, way. Um, And so I didn't get those great coping skills. So recognizing that I have to take care of myself and I have to take responsibility and accountability for my life. And at 18, I started meeting with a friend. We would run. And then um, and then at the same time, I realized I didn't know how to get out of my own way with the eating disorder. And I joined a gym. And then I started sales for the gym. And I started teaching for the gym. It was Elaine Powers. And um, back in the day, that mm-hmm. was, you know, you're a power size girl. So absolutely. I was one of those girls. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that helped me in terms of community in terms of keeping healthy. Um, right. Also in, you know, not so healthy way because you're restricting, but it also gave me financially some money in order to go to therapy, continue, sure. go to college. Yeah. At that point, running nutrition was still a part of me and I was doing therapy at that time. And then from there, um, you know, I'm in college and unfortunately you need your food and nutrition for your brain to work very well. I did say the first year, I recognize um, that uh, you can't run away from yourself. And um, I had a very, um, I would say a mother that I started, uh, my undergrad is special education in psychology. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was working for a family and that family had three children. Their third was um, a gift, um, in the sense that she had uh, cerebral palsy, and at that time they called profoundly retarded. Um, and so I was her assistant, um, mm-hmm. helping her OT, PT, and then I was the babysitter. And the mother was um, really a, a mentor to me in so many ways, mm. and she was the person that. You know, you need those people in your life. And she was one of those people to say, what's wrong? What's up? You know, and. Um, Just and, so love how the universe put people, oh, puts people like that in our exactly. path. When she, we're ready. Exactly. Exactly. And it was someone, you know, it wasn't my mom. It was someone that I could talk to. I didn't go into detail that much with her, but, um, you know, because I was so. In denial and didn't really know myself well enough at that point. And um, so she brought me to one of her internists and that internist um, said, hey, what's wrong? And I said, well, because I was throwing up, my stomach hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that called in my parents. And um, from there, they're like, Maria, we have to make some changes. So I finished my first year there and came home and then finished out my next year's um, of college by, but commuting And that was a very, um, you know, like in anything, you really, it's two steps forward, one back. Keep going as long as you're moving forward. So, um, I just want to pause there for one second if
0: we can, because that is such an important message for my kick-ass community of women who Mm -hmm. live with chronic illness it is such a journey of one step forward Mm -hmm. or two steps forward, one step back. I mean, I find that it's sometimes a journey of two steps forward, four steps
1: back, one
0: step forward, two steps back. But if I look at it over a trajectory of time, I am consistently moving in a forward, healthier direction. Mm -hmm. But it can be such a challenging journey, the journey of wellness both physical and emotional spiritual mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I'm just so glad that you mentioned that and wanted to mark yes because it's such an important it nugget is. for this
1: community and, and give yeah giving yourself grace yes. that you know that it's as long as there's movement forward pick mm-hmm. yourself up and and keep um you know seeing that and I believe you know like I've often said when um so you know I'll finish up with college so I do finish um but it did take me a little bit longer than most people I was working full-time I was in sales and marketing and um I was at that point working on in a field I would never have thought of seeing myself it was electronics and I was a sales rep so that that gave me a lot of confidence um and I would say to myself you know uh You'd have to walk in and speak to men that were engineers. I was an engineer. Mm. You had to do things that put you out of your comfort zone. And I did it. I would take a deep breath and walk, you know, not realizing now today from Kathy Heller, like that was 30 seconds of courage. I kept doing and contributing every day. And being a sales rep on my own, you know, you're talking, um, you know, late 80s. And I'm driving around. There was one cell phone and it was huge. Right. You know, and you had a map. You didn't have Google. You didn't have, so looking back now, just talking to you, I'm like, geez, I I was doing pretty well. You had to get your Rand McNally, uh, big book because I was, and I was traveling. I I was traveling. Yeah.
0: I grew up in Los Angeles and we had Thomas guides. And they're these gigantic, and I had yes. like six of them in my car yes. because L.A. is so huge, you just never know where you're going to end up. I had these six books in my car, and I'd be flipping through them to what's, yes. you know, on my F7, yes. and where's the street oh, in the square gosh. of F7? Yes. Oh, so great. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, and then I finally I had an aha moment. You know, they started to have those wellness um centers. And I would pull off in Maryland and I go wellness center, go ask them. They would direct, they would give me, I go, how about this company? Do you know where this is? And, the, and then I was like, wow, they were my," I was like, that was great. Smart. Right. Man. Boom. That right. saved so much time. So I did that, but I always kept fitness a part of it. And for, for instance um, when I worked for um, Elaine Powers, it then became spa lady. Okay. And then I worked for another company called spa at the inn and, um, and they all ha- had memberships, but they were duly, um, accepted at different gyms. So I took myself on the road and every day that I was on the road, I knew a different location than I could hit a gym.
0: Ah, so you could get so, that exercise. In so the I could get it every in every day wherever yes,
1: it was important to a it was at the end of the day um and I had something to do because you're your own sales rep you're, you're by yourself so it gave me a sense of community right and um and then someone so I remember being at a spa lady in uh, Falls Church Virginia and I couldn't believe it someone stole my dress I said oh that Liz Claiborne dress I couldn't believe it I was like Thank God I got it extra clothes Oh, you'll remember that Liz Claiborne dress forever. Oh, forever. Yes. Because <laughs> I because I went to the outlets, you know, back then right. and there, they used to do the warehouse. So, you know, I'm a sales rep and, you know, I knew how important your physical is to right. get you in the door, but also help, it's vitality, but it's not just that, it's what's inside. And I, I think growing up as, um, you know, one of five and Catholic households, you know, God is there and and you you have that faith and I love your yes. sign behind it. Oh yes. Oh you yes can. you can.
0: Yes, yes you can girly and it's part for the you know when I am coaching or working with somebody that it's there. But to be honest, I can see it in my rear view mirror all day long when I'm on Zoom too. And it's just important as important for me as it oh is for gosh. the women that I serve. So yeah. Yes, yes.
1: you can girly yes. yes you can yes yes. Yeah, so. and sometimes you have to dig deeper for that yes you can. It's true. But it's true. So it, you, speaking
0: of which, you were just talking about faith.
1: Yes, and faith mm-hmm. in but ultimately I think you know, you might be given faith through books and knowledge and going to school, but you have to cultivate that from within. Mm-hmm. And you have to have faith. And I've always had faith in something. Um, even when I was going through my eating disorder, um, you know, I had aunts that would do novenas for me. Um, mm-hmm. I can remember going to church and praying and asking God so much because it, it was a, you know, it was a challenging time in one's life. And to know that um, I've learned that, you know, it is a slow suicide. It is like you know, um, not caring enough about yourself, not loving yourself enough to, to feel like you're even worthy of, um, a more soul food or, Mm -hmm. or just life. And, um, so it's taken me, um, it's, it's taken me back this year because of the pandemic and this year of, of, um, kind of going into another program with me to do this and looking at some shadow work and doing things that you realize like, wow, I have, how far I've come, but yet that person is still, is still there and still needs to have some compassion and, um, and you can still learn from that um, piece of oneself. And I think it's um, pretty fascinating. It just gives you a whole perspective of you yourself and in ways it, um, it, It helps me to not be that, you know, critical eye all the time on myself or the brow beating person with the, you know, running after yourself.
0: Um, Well, and it is, it's such an important piece. And, you know, that self-critic, that Mm. being hard on ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know, part of my story is I wasn't properly diagnosed until I was 40, which means that the first 40 years of my life, I was sick so much and was really not intentionally or maliciously, but was really led to believe at some level, and I really internalized it just down to the deepest levels of my soul, Mm. that it was my fault,
1: Mm. right?
0: Mm -hmm. It was because I wasn't eating right, or I wasn't sleeping right, or I wasn't Mm -hmm. exercising right, or I wasn't drinking enough water, or mm-hmm. and truly, if I had one more person say to me, "Well, you know, it's really stress. You just don't manage stress well," mm-hmm. I was going to pull one of those mm-hmm. Charlize Theron moments and go, "Call me crazy one more time. Tell me one more time I don't manage yeah. stress well, and I'm going to rip your head off." Yes, right, because it was like, yes, oh, it was my fault, and so that inner critic became my closest companion became Absolutely. my most intimate friend it was with Absolutely. me everywhere all the time 3 a.m in the morning 3 o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon mm-hmm. at a business meeting in mm-hmm. the bathroom I mean mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. undoing that I hear has been as critical a part mm-hmm. of my health journey as same getting my Same. IgG infusions
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that both have had to go hand in hand.
1: And I agree. Yeah. I heard a funny um, example talking about how the inner critic they're like, you know, just like you put those to voicemail, put the inner critic to voicemail saying, no, 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 no time for you. Go to voicemail because you don't need it or delete it. And so I Brilliant. recognize, but how that can play a part in your life for so long, if you don't recognize you even have it, and and that's the awareness piece, yeah. you know. And I have come to recognize, you know, I had the physical aspect. A very bright doctor. I was in a course with my husband when we first got married, we were in 1992. And um, you had to do a lot of personal process work. Um, it was like a, it was an 18 month course and um, it was life-changing in ways. And um, one time we were on a trip with this course and um, the doctor, I was out running and I was running in Sedona. It was very hot and he you know, waved because he was on this car going to his home. The next day in class, he goes, hmm what are you running from? What are you running from? And I go, interesting, never thought about it that way. And often, and it has played as a theme, what are you running from, Maria? Mm. You're running from the feelings you're running from, you know, but and the gift has been the pause for myself of this year to sit with it. And the, the benefits of continuing to be and sit with it, sitting with the uncomfortable pain and recognizing I'm not going to be, um, it's not going to decimate me. You know, I can breathe through it like the only way through it, you know, is through it. And things don't happen for us, they happen to us sometimes mm-hmm. to wake us up. And I mean, I really feel like the eating disorder in the moments would never have thought of it as anything I would ever be grateful for Mm -hmm. and I've often said the gratitude piece a I'm compassionate I'm empathetic um I wasn't having four children at home I was a gift because a I didn't know if I would ever have children because I was messing up my 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 um body so poorly and that was grace God gave those to me and then to take care of them to the best of my ability and then to also realize I had two girls and two boys and the girls you know the words kindness like you know the word fat didn't we didn't talk we didn't use those words you know I I laugh at my second son I'll never forget my second is a, a boy he goes oh mom he goes she's overweighted because we never said that (laughs) because he didn't even know the word like we never used so I was conscious of like mind body connection without you know now today it's like you know it's it's in every every book you're reading but it wasn't in my life and I recognized how much the body and the mind were together and knowing that a what affected me was not eating because your brain needs 600 calories so I had to teach myself you need these. So this brain, it's important. It's gonna, you need it to let everything else work. So, um, you know, fast forward, you know, therapy was key. Um, Art therapy was key. So many things, people were key. Talking about it um, was, I believe, uh, being a part of a support group. And then, um, then starting to talk, Um, and be more participating in all of to all the um, support groups that was life-changing and then I was able to go out into the community Um, you know University of Penn I did a talk when I was um, through it was called at that time was called the Anorexia and Bulimia Association and um, I was out of Philadelphia so I traveled and did some things all volunteer basis And, um, and it was great to be able to share your story and to, um, to who knew, who knew if it would impact somebody and that they got help, you know, and right. Well, and I think that that
0: is a piece and it actually came up in a recent interview as well. This Mm. about pretty much every condition that's out there, Mm. there is some organization Nonprofit, usually, not always, but Mm -hmm. often a Mm nonprofit organization that can help either provide you community and connection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or can point you in a direction of where to find Mm -hmm. that community and connection Mm -hmm. and it's true that some are more robust and sophisticated they've been around longer and they may be able to connect you with more resources more Mm -hmm. effortlessly and Mm -hmm. some may not be but even if the particular condition that you have doesn't have its own designated foundation or one that just isn't quite your jam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a whole community, whether it's addiction recovery, whether it's, um, I know I don't look sick, you know, that sort of invisible Mm -hmm. illness Mm -hmm. awareness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is also very much growing and becoming much more robust and available for people. And so as scary as it might seem to start reaching out, start reaching out. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that sounds like that was a really pivotal piece of time for you.
1: Absolutely. And I think that in any, in any life transition, um, or if you're taught in your family dynamics, you know, to keep it underneath the carpet, don't say, don't share who you truly are. um, Then of course you're just perpetuating the, the shame and, being, you know, and gosh, I can't be vulnerable and share this. And it's power. You don't realize that there's power in that sharing um, and sharing's caring. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, um, you know, that, and I, that piece will forever be life changing. And the people I'm still very, um, good friends with, which was kind of cute is, um, Mm -hmm. the woman that I took care of her daughter, um, you know, came to my wedding. Um, she also, um, will be here going to come for the summer with her children and I'll see Corinne. I've been able to see her over the years. And, um, so, oh, it's, and you know, she is 75 years old and Mm -hmm. she's, as fit and fabulous as she was then. And, you know, just life changes. So, right. um, but that you never know what God has in store, you okay. know, for it's you. True. Yeah. True. And where your life to be happy and to that you deserve that, you know. And um, yeah. So, so, on that journey, mm-hmm. where did
0: yoga and Pilates come in? And how, yeah. how have yoga and Pilates in particular? Really supported both a your physical health along with your mental health because both mm-hmm. of those are so such integrated practices.
1: Yes. Uh, well, I've still continued to teach and do personal training, so I became a um, instructor as well as I'm um, a personal trainer, which I still am. And then um, my husband at the time was doing yoga when we first met. And, um, and I was like, what is this? So I went to a couple classes with him. And, um, and I liked it. And I thought, wow, let me just check this out. And so I started taking it and it became like, I didn't realize how tight and stressed I was, but I mm. didn't even recognize that I couldn't turn off my mind. And um, the, uh, you know, hamster wheel, and it gave me um, a way to, you know, hit that pause right in your in your old tape player and, um, and your breathing and recognize that how if you, you know, it's a gift to breathe and we as people don't breathe well. And how, you know, visualizing that in your lungs and your capacity. And I wanted to, I knew that you had to continue to keep this body strong. I've done marathons, I'm a runner. And in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, I've stopped running so much as walking, but fast walking. And so that competitive element, but it also, um, yoga is a practice, something it's breathing, it's something you could, I could do walking and I'm walking in meditation. It, you need to stretch the muscles. And, um, so I'm, I just saw, saw the benefits and I didn't. Um, and so I wanted people to, uh, a teacher that I have followed and taken class, her name is Sean Korn, and she's took yoga off her mat. So that was kind of my philosophy as well. Like, how do you take what are you learning here on your mat or even out into the world? And so that, I feel like I can take the experiences in a room and experiences on my own, whether it's a meditation, guided meditation, or it's just doing my own flow practice and taking it to my children, taking it to a person that I meet. Um, even like, I have a friend, coach of mine, uh, her name is uh, Jeannie Coomber. And Jeannie, when her children were young, she came over one day and she was like, Maria, like there's kind of bedlam kids were yelling and playing and she's like, how are you keeping it all together? And we had just worked out. And I was like, because I I might have a listening ear that they're okay. They're playing, they're loud and and they're, they're working it out. And you know, I can, I know I can only do so much. So, and that taught me presence and to be with someone and how important it is.
0: Right. Well, and two, you mm-hmm. mentioned the word flow and that's yeah. the word I really heard this piece about, you know, you could take your flow yoga mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the principle of taking it off the mat and mm-hmm. a crazy house with four kids. Right. And yes. I have four kids too. They're all. <laughs> un- <laughs> okay.
1: So there's, there's and my. Right. And I had a dog too, that yeah. would do it's the same. Mom. Sure. Okay, cute. So I think she
0: is um, busy chasing a chipmunk. Ch- oh, I was going to say either that or a squirrel. I would right. ha- have my
1: dog would be after a squirrel. We have chipmunks
0: everywhere at the moment.
1: Oh, you so- do? They're so cute. <laughs> yeah. They're really well, cute. Aww.
0: As a result of the chipmunks, we also have like three to five foot black garden snakes. Oh, wow. That eat the chipmunks. Wow. Wow. And most people are really terrified of snakes. I'm really okay with them for some yeah. very bizarre reason. I'm really not
1: pet snakes like rats, but
0: snakes <laughs> I'm okay with. And so, you know, we just stay with them all. But there you know, there was your uh and that was the Clementine moment of the podcast.
1: I love it. <laughs> all that said. Totally well, perfect. and you're talking slow, like right. that's it's what I've flow, recognized right? is that, you know um, fitness, health, everything. It's a lifestyle. It's not one thing. It's all these different things. Correct. And you it know, is it's a it's lifestyle. A- it's taking it off the mat. Like, how can I help someone that, and I worked in 10 for 10 years, I started a nonprofit that all right. was with women with cancer and recognizing that that love tap of on the shoulder is doesn't define a person. It's like anything doesn't define you, Shannon, you have this I have this, but it doesn't encapsulate you. That is a
0: piece that I talk about all the time. I mm. am not my illness. I am not primary no. immunodeficiency disorder. I'm not.
1: No. Right?
0: I no. am this beautiful soul. Yes. Primary oh. immunodeficiency is part of my journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's part of my story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. it's not who I am. Exactly. I am not my illness. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's just such an important journey place to get to that I think is so challenging for so many of us, because it does consume a lot of time and energy. Absolutely. Right. As you know, I get an IgG infusion every two weeks. There are side effects and circumstances around that IgG infusion. So it consumes quite a bit of time, quite a bit of a logistic energy, quite a bit Mm -hmm. of emotional energy, Mm -hmm. but it still is not who I am even Mm -hmm. though it takes up this chunk of time and everything in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just love that you raised that point because it's so, so important. So, Jen, you mentioned earlier about how to hit the pause button on your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, sure. So if you were going to share with this community of kick-ass women who live with chronic illness, who absolutely identify with the hamster wheel in their head, if you were going to give them one or two really quick suggestions on how to push the Mm -hmm. pause button on their mind, what are some of your go-tos or go-to suggestions?
1: Um, Close your eyes Mm -hmm. and palms up index finger to thumb and just move through your fingers Mm -hmm. with your breath and just move through the fingers. And that actually from your hands, the meridians on your hands, um, that meridian, when you press it is like a pressure point like you're going to the acupuncturist and that energy moves all the way up from your arm, from your hands to your arms, to your brain. So if you had an MRI, you could see that, like I always visualize where in my my brain is am I hitting with that pressure point and just picturing the brain. And then I always go to my heart mm. and I picture my heart expanding with beautiful green healing heart energy and then letting it go out. And then just feeling my feet, just closing your eyes. And and even if you can't close your eyes because you're driving, just tuning into the breath, just staying centered, back straight, tummy tight. And that is um, something I use all the time.
0: Right. And that's something you can do anywhere.
1: And no one knows. No one
0: knows. You can do it in a business meeting when you're in your business I do. suit. You can do it at 3 a.m. Uh, in the morning when you're in bed. Exactly. You can do it when you're driving. And exactly. Oftentimes when I'm driving and I'm I notice that I'm clenched. Tight. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and I too, Aww. you and I are both very uh love meditation focused people. And mm-hmm. I can allow ela- I can envision the flow of love through my system mm-hmm. and then I imagine the inside of my car filled with whatever mm-hmm. color of love is speaking to mm-hmm. me on that day. And sometimes it's green and sometimes it's this yellowish, orangish, pinkish, and yeah. it's a lavendery, like yes, I just, and smells. then I see my mm-hmm. car, I'm such a goofball. I see my car as this, like just little ball mm-hmm. of love green or this ball of love lavender mm-hmm. just driving mm-hmm. down the road. And right. Then I the love bug. I can feel, I can just relax a little bit enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to just let some space in there. So thank you. Yeah,
1: you're welcome. And that's a great idea. And then also um, to backtrack into how do we, I've learned that, you know, I'm not my eating disorder. I'm not these things. These are just pieces of me. And then when you have situations that like getting terminated, um, divorce, you have to still go through the emotions. But the key to me in the healing is that when I can hold them in two hands and they, and they feel pretty even,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. they're not like, I'm not like, Oh my God, I'm not weighted down or I'm not in, if you bring it to my attention, I'm not going to start crying. I can hold it a little differently. And, um, I can share that, you know, with being terminated, um, there was a time I couldn't think of it and feel it. And now I realize there's a silver lining in a third door and that there's an understanding that, um, I, you know, and a gift of the things that If I want to worry about that, then I'm focusing on that. And, and then I miss everything else that has, that has, um, come into my world because of that experience in closing.
0: Right. I love that visual. I can actually
1: yeah. imagine yeah.
0: holding them yes. in my hand. Like, same. like if I'm holding two mm-hmm. S, yes. and they're going to yes. feel approximately yes. the same. Exactly. And can I hold the wondrous, beautiful, soulful mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. weighted evenly with mm-hmm. The intensity mm-hmm. of whether it's my chronic illness or what's going on with my family or yes. family my son or whatever, right? Like yes. I feel those heavy mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I can just hold them. Yes, you know, because um, finally, F and happy in particular is not about being sort of Pollyanna, happy birthday, happy yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. It is about seeing, acknowledging, honoring those mm-hmm. challenging moments, mm-hmm. those challenging times those challenging realities as equally as honoring the joy and Mm -hmm. the beauty Mm -hmm. that is there too.
1: Mm -hmm. Which um, is realistic. And it's also, um, and it's not Pollyanna. It's a more of that balance and recognizing. I think that um, how important, I don't think we, or I know I don't give myself grace for the wisdom that has occurred over my life. You know, you tend to go to that critic. But the wisdom is really um, just pulling on it and saying, gosh, I, I have some tools. What tools am I going to use? And that's why with um, realizing um, when I've shared with doing, um, I am a graduate of the, it's called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And um and their premise is bioindividuality, and you're all different. Our bodies are all different, and what works best for you. And I also, when I'm teaching in health coaching, I really believe that you, Shannon, me, Maria, we know what is best for us. Mm-hmm. And I might give you tools that I think might help, but you have to feel what's best for you. And your body, as the vehicle, what you put into it, fuel it, mind with what you're listening to and reading to what you're putting in the meat, you know, what food you're feeding yourself that you can be an efficient machine for this life that you're leading and how well do you want to lead it? You know, next question, because you and I are,
0: I just really believe that we know our bodies best
1: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. and that it really does become about, I've got to integrate it myself Mm -hmm. see what works, what doesn't work, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tweak it, Mm -hmm. and keep trying.
1: Absolutely. Keep moving forward.
0: And so that next question I would have sort of similar to the mindset question, but now it's a body question. So oftentimes I connect with women who say either they don't like exercise or They have many legitimate reasons why their body really can't do X, Y, and Z movement. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I start with, okay, so your goal is going to be, do you have to walk to the mailbox? And -hmm. they're like, that's not exercise. I'm like, it's movement. Movement.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I, I don't even really use the word exercise. I use the word movement. Same. And so their goal for that week is going to be, they're going to walk to the mailbox five days that week, even if the mailbox is just outside, but it's movement. And so what might be your go-to or one or two suggestions that you might have for someone that is really sort of locked in this place that because of their condition, they really can't move or movement is exceptionally hard for them?
1: Um, Well, I would also reframe because I think that we have an expectation when we say we can't do something. So I might say, um, maybe the example of going to the post office or your mailbox, um, maybe it's your walk around your block, maybe encourage you to um, reach out to your friend and do it with her or your husband, um, how movement will help you. It's been trained within 20 minutes. Um, actually in 10 minutes, you can change your, your brain chemistry, just 10 minutes, even putting music on and dancing. um, Which is my personal. Yeah. You know, and, and we don't do it enough. And um, and so that getting outside, getting on the bike, that's in your that's your stationary bike. I often, you know, laugh because my mom had one for years and it's just sat in, it was a clothes horse, you know, it was clothes on it. I'm like, mom, you're supposed to get on that and sweat for a little bit, you know? (laughs) And, and so it's, and getting your heart rate up 10 minutes, you'll, you'll start to feel better um, about, you get a different perspective and it's consistency doing something. um, And that's one of the things that I um, will incorporate. It's, you know, it's consistency, finding one thing, add more to it, add more to your toolbox and then take out things that are just not working for you. You know, like you, maybe it's a person that just brings you down. Maybe that's the, you know, that's someone I'm taking out of my toolbox. I'm not mm-hmm. walking with that one or I'm not calling that person, you know, just starting to shift um, and just the awareness to even recognize that you need to move. You're Don't turn the TV off, you know, don't use the clicker. Get up and do it, right. you know?
0: Yeah, the good old days when we had to get yeah. up and actually turn the dial. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
0: i say my, and I really do, I have it on my wall here, that motion is lotion. Whether I'm dancing, whether I'm walking around the block, whether I'm actually getting on my little elliptical, which sometimes yes, does I end up elliptical. being a clothes horse. Yeah. Hut, or throwing the frisbee for the dog. Just moving Mm-hmm. motion is lotion and that it feeds my body it feeds my yes. mind I definitely have an old story in my head about I'm not a fitness fanatic I hate mm-hmm. exercise mm-hmm. I and truly as long as I tell myself that story it makes movement harder yes yes and yes and the more I can transition into motion is lotion I'm just I'm just lotioning my joints right. I'm just right. lotion in my brain. Yep. I'm just lotioning. Then it makes my movement so much easier to start. And then once I start, I'm pretty good. You're good. Got
1: to start. And, and we need to do something. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I often say that disease doesn't start, you know, it's, it, it's dis-ease, wherever mm-hmm. the dis-ease is, you need to move your body. I, and I have a visual for myself. Um a couple of years ago, um, there was a, a personal trainer. I was training her mother and took a picture of the mom um, at this, you know, table at the, uh, I think it was a diner. And she was overweight and um, she was with her friends who were just eating. And she had a one-on-one talk with her mom and said, Mom, I want you to be around for your the kids, the grandkids. And um, said, come on, you got to try and change this. And her mom did because something hit in her. Now her mother, you can Google her. It's called Train with Joan. Mm -hmm. Joan's 75. Mm. Um, And she is fitter than, you know, than, and just, but she talks about nutrition. She talks about mindset. So because we don't have, um, not that you have to have, you know, great definition in your body sculpting, but you just need to feel good in the physical body. And and uh, and 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 do something. We need it. Right. A sedentary right. lifestyle. I just realized I was listening to a doctor yesterday on a podcast, you know, which I knew. He said obesity is the number one in the world, and that's causing different chronic, a- illnesses. chronic illnesses. Chronic. So, so illnesses. if we yeah. and it is, it does start with what we put in our mouth, but what we say, mm-hmm. and we got to do something. So, right. and I try not to. Um, I don't like to should on people Mm -hmm. and I don't like to should on myself. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, we, um, we got this one life and I have to take care of it and live it to my fullest. And I
0: totally agree with you. I did an episode not too long ago about, you know, the three ways to shush your shoulds. (laughs) Mm. And it is an interesting thing. The two things that come up over and over and over again in my interviews are grace Mm-hmm. And no shoulding. Mm-hmm. It is a constant theme, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if we can just hold on to two things, let's give ourselves some grace mm-hmm. and let's as lovingly shush the shoulds as we can. And so, mm-hmm. um, all right, so you know my community, you yes. know women who live with chronic illness. You have lived, worked, served in that community for quite yes. some time. And if you could share one thing with them through this podcast, what would be that one thing that you'd like to say to
1: them? Well, in terms of nutrition, I would say water. We don't Mm -hmm. drink enough water. Hydration is so key. Mm -hmm. Um, Utilize your breath, maybe journal, and connect in with yourself because you are your own inner healer Mm -hmm. and your body. um, I also, for myself, my gut talked to me back those years ago when the eating disorder also then talked to me again when I was in this position that was not going so well I wasn't listening so when the body talks we need to listen and it's Mm. a gift that your body is talking to you and you know we need to take care of it and love it um, because it's 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 uh, this vehicle and how are you, I often use the analogy of even driving your car and, and putting in, It's, a, it's, it's I, I had the grace of driving, my mother-in-law had given me an old Mercedes, it was a diesel. And I would say, guys, if I was putting regular in the diesel engine, it would be conking out. I would be die. able to drive it. Yeah, exactly. So it's a
0: great analogy using
1: using those type of things. And I really feel like the body follows the mind. If I have a visual of someone, like I gave you that with train with um, with Joan, you know Joan O'Donnell, I believe her name is, and just lovely um, on Instagram, and she's just motivating. But there are those people in your life, and choose to have someone that can help you aspire to something that you want and i have all those people and i reach to them but i also have people that are just like yourself mm-hmm. and say hey shan i could use a little virtual hug or you know like right. like what would you do listen and and that it's um it's you know i think of it as a hand me up and a and a and an uplift cuz we need those
0: They're soul sisters for sure and truly some of my soul sisters are in are men as well. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be women, but um, those soul connections for sure are out there. And so tell my peeps where they can find you. You've mentioned
1: so many other wonderful
0: people, but I also really want to encourage people to know where to find you.
1: Yes, I have a um, private Facebook page. Um, It's called Yoga and Pilates with Maria McKeon. Um, They can also find me at Maria McKeon. Um, on Facebook, also at It's um, Maria McKeon at, on Instagram.
0: Is there an underscore post. Or anything it's, on the yes, Instagram? Yes, it's, it's under, underscore. underscore
1: Maria McKeon, Perfect. and then my website is maria Thank you, thank you so much. For All right, big hug. Love you okay, so same. much. Love you thank too. You. All
0: right, Namaste. Love you. Have a great okay. Love you too. Have a great okay. weekend. You- Oh my goodness, so many amazingly good nuggets in today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. First and foremost, I need to give you as always my friendly reminder that nothing on this podcast from either myself or any of my guests is intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical conditions and anything personal to you and or your medical condition should be addressed to and received directly from your own personal medical team. All right. So with all of that aside, I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Finally and Happy. And I especially want to say thank you because if you listened to the last episode, you know that that was lucky episode number 13. And I wanted to cross the 1500 download mark. And yay, we did it. So thank you, thank you for making that happen. And it's really not about the number of downloads, but that is how more women can find Finally and Happy. So if you heard something on today's episode that you really connected with that is super helpful for you, will you do me a favor? Write a comment in Apple Podcast so more women can find Finally and Happy. Or better yet, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag me or forward it to a girlfriend if you think it could be really helpful for her. You can follow me on Instagram at F and happy. Or if you want to hang out some more, you can join me in my free and private Facebook group and you can join that at bit.ly backslash finelyf happy group. And if none of that technology stuff is your jam, you can leave me a good old-fashioned voicemail at 860-385-1088. But not to worry, all that information is going to be in the show notes. And before I sign off today, as you know, I am crazy passionate about helping women be kind to themselves. And so if you're really struggling with your self-care right now and you would love some more energy, some more time, some motivation. I am currently offering free 30-minute one-on-one coaching sessions. You can book that directly on my website at finallyfandhappy.com or you can just shoot me a DM or a quick email at finallyfandhappy at gmail.com. I am so grateful that you were here for today's episode. And until we get to connect again next... Be kind to you today.